Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And welcome to a special episode of the Geek Town Radio podcast. I've got not one but two co-hosts with me this week. So uh, let's see if this works. I have with me... Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. Gray so, so and talented. Matt. <laughs> so, Hello. Uh, How's everybody doing? <laughs> Hello, everybody. Yeah. So uh, the reason that uh, we've got two people with me this week is because it is, of course, now December. And December, of course, at Geek Town means... <laughs> So, of course, we're launching the Geek Town Awards this week, and uh, this runs through all the way through December. You can go on the website and you can vote. We're basically going to go through all the categories and all the shows that are on the categories. The prizes, of course, for the Geek Town Awards, because if you go on and you vote, you get entered into a prize draw competition. We've also got a list of what the prizes are for this year as well, and uh, they are... The main Geek Town Award prize this year includes, but is not limited to, DVDs and Blu-rays including Jay and Silent Bob Reboot, Bohemian Rhapsody, Ready Player One, Mission Impossible Fallout, Solo and Star Wars The Force Awakens, collectible figures and Funko Pops with characters from Game of Thrones, Rick and Morty, South Park, Stranger Things, Penny Dreadful, Firefly and Guardians of the Galaxy, mugs and other kitchen items including a Ghostbusters travel mug, Deadpool salt and pepper pots, Batman egg cups, a Betty Boot bottle opener and a Doctor Who sonic screwdriver spork. We have a pile of geeky stuff including Star Wars and Walking Dead notebooks, a Star Wars graphic novel, a Captain America shield ornament, a Pickle Rick plushie, a 100 movies bucket list poster, Marvel and Call of Duty baseball caps, a Terminator head ornament, a brilliant Suicide Squad killer crop mask, and a pile of other geeky bits and pieces. Lastly, we have some tech stuff, including a Rockat Cone gaming mouse, an Amazon Fire 7 tablet, and an Amazon Fire TV stick. Along with the main prize, we have a runner-up prize of a special geeky mystery box, which is packed full of lots of stuff for you to enjoy. To enter, all you have to do is head over to geektown.co.uk forward slash awards and fill out the entry form to be in with a chance to win. So there you go. That's uh, what you could win in this year's Geek Town Awards. There is a bunch of other stuff as well, which I didn't mention in there. Uh, that was just a sort of highlights list of uh, what's in the prize package. But uh, it's a huge, huge box, which is sat behind me right now. So uh, that's the stuff you can win. All you need to do is go to geektown.co.uk forward slash awards and uh, fill out the form on there and you'll be entered into the prize draw. So what will you be voting on? Well, we have a list of categories. We've changed some of them from the previous years. It's 
uh, there's some new stuff gone in and uh, some stuff that we've taken out. All the shows are obviously different from previous years as well. Um, the eligibility process, if you're wondering why some shows are in there and some shows aren't, the awards run from the 1st of December to the end of November in the following year. So some of the shows in this year's awards aired in December 2019. So that's why some things are eligible and some things aren't. We'll start off with the first category, which is the best new non-sci-fi drama. In that list, we have Truth Be Told, which is the Apple TV Plus series, Cobra, which is on Sky One, Yellowstone on Paramount Network, Gangs of London, which was on Sky Atlantic, The New Pope on Sky Atlantic, Alex Ryder on Amazon Prime, Perry Mason on Sky Atlantic, and I May Destroy You on the BBC. Gray, what would you go for out of that list? Is there anything you would like to change or add or remove? I think it's a really nice eclectic mix. You've got a real good representation across our channels. Um, I have a couple of favorites in there i definitely think alex Ryder surprised me um it was a really good ya approach to drama but i think by far I'm, I'm gonna put my hand up for i may destroy you i think that definitely should be in the list it was really impactful it was a really thought-provoking drama it came out a really um, interesting time culturally as well i might get rid of the new pope if i was asked to cull one i'm not sure it didn't really grab me i saw the trailers didn't want to watch it but then obviously without watching it i don't think i should yeah. really throw throw it off the list straight away way um, but I suppose something has to really grab you and I really struggled with Perry Mason uh, that's me personally I always felt it was slow and wasn't as pacey I'm mm. not sh- um, not sure where everyone stands with their love of drama but I know you guys are fans of the Alex Ryder a little bit as well weren't you yeah Matt what about you mm-hmm. it's strange with this one I think this is the only category where I haven't seen any of these but uh, I've heard really good things about Gangs of London I've heard some mixed things about Alex Ryder and uh, I know that one of the not this Pope show, but the other one went down really, really well. Um, but uh, yeah, I couldn't particularly have a say in this, I guess, necessarily, because I haven't <laughs> actually seen any of these, which, which is particularly strange. But uh, those are the ones that I've heard sort of good things about. Um, I've gone to watch things like Alex Ryder and uh, Gangs of London, because what I heard about them was uh, quite good. Yeah, I'm somewhat torn between Alex Ryder and Gangs of London for me. I thought Gangs of London was a really interesting take on the sort of taking something epic, like the idea of even something to the level of like a game of thrones and distilling it into obviously the story is very different but there are certain beats and the way that it's constructed in this sort of really huge epic drama but setting it in a sort of modern day london and uh this sort of intrigue and backstabbing and uh, it was just very cleverly constructed and i really enjoyed the uh, first season of that and uh, i hope they're coming back i think they're coming back to do more of it so that was really good but on the same point i also very much enjoyed Alex Ryder. I I was really surprised by it, given that it is essentially a YA series. And uh, I have a mixed feelings about a lot of the YA stuff because you know a <laughs> lot of the a lot of the Netflix ones tend to be very much aimed at you know that sort of CW teen audience. And this one wasn't, you know, it was very broad, much broader than that. And I think Guy Burt did an amazing job writing the adaptation for it. And I'm very much looking forward to the second season of that. 
So, yeah, I, I, I think possibly Alex Ryder pushes it slightly for me just because it was a bit more of a surprise. Any other comments on these? No, those are just the two that, that stood out from the list. Yeah, me. I mean, I've heard amazing things about Gangs of London. Never really got round to it. It was in a busy sort of summer when I was watching lots of other things. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think that will get a lot of votes in this one. I think that that's going to be very popular. Yeah, I think it probably will be. Um, I, I'd be interested to see how I May Destroy You does, purely because of the fact that it's a BBC show and sometimes the BBC stuff ranks higher because less people have Sky and now TV than obviously have access to the BBC. But it was also possibly a slightly more niche subject matter than yeah. something like a, a big sort of drama. So, um, I, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what comes out on top of that. I, I mean, I thought Truth Be Told was really good as well, but I don't necessarily expect that to get many vo- votes because it's an Apple TV thing. So best returning non-sci-fi drama. We have You, This Is Us, Tin Star, Billions, Narcos Mexico, Homeland, Outlander, Better Call Saul, Hannah, Ozark, The Crown, and Good Girls. Homeland just snuck in there because it went out in January of this year. And uh, that seems like ages ago. I mean, I could it, this year's just gone by very quickly, but dragged at the same time. It's been very weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Matt, what about you for this? Uh, I've got to go with Good Girls season three. I thought it was fantastic. I think it does a lot of good payoff from the second season and sets up the fourth season really, really well. I thought that they tuned or turned up, I suppose, the stakes and the drama uh, with a couple of particular things. And uh, I just thought it was brilliant this year. I just thought they really stepped up from... Second season wasn't bad. It certainly wasn't a bad season, but they sort of used what they set up in season two to season three and just paid off those story arcs uh, really, really well. So I'm surprised you've gone for that over Better Call Saul. Well, that was brilliant as well. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Uh, What about you, Gray? I am very much a You fan. Um, I definitely think that um, is in with a chance, but people have forgot about it. It It was a boxing day release in 2019 it was yeah so that definitely has scraped in um i was a huge fan of good girls as well um i think it was a really good season it was sort of the really good viewing during the the first lockdown i would wonder though that the voters may well go for the crown or better call saul in this one i'm just thinking that might be the popular vote because i know a lot of people are talking about the crown at the moment and sometimes when that's being talked about a lot that's what people will vote for rather than remembering some of the stuff that came out previously yeah as much as i am enjoying the crown and uh, i finished the current season which is what four i think uh i i really enjoyed that season although i do understand quite a lot of the criticism in the yeah they're, they're talking about like ministers wanting things to go up in front saying this is a work of fiction and uh, i can sort of see why because there is a lot of stuff in there where you're thinking well there's no way they could have known that these any of these kind of conversations happened and they're playing well-known public figures in very interesting lights and it is a it is a very tricky line to walk i think for them for the crown this year so it's going to be interesting to see how that works when it comes down to the voting um 
I thought Billions was brilliant again this year. Uh, this is as I think is fantastic. You, I haven't actually watched the second season of you yet, so I can't really comment on that. Homeland, the last season of that, I thought ended superbly. I thought that did a fantastic job. For me, though, I think I'm probably still going for Better Call Saul. That is the thing that is just stand out for me and has been consistent throughout. Uh, I thought Hannah was very good as well, though. I mean, there's been a lot of really solid, like second, third yeah. season dramas on this. That's going to be a very interesting category because there is an eclectic mix of stuff on there and um, I, I'm not entirely sure what's going to kind of come out on top then. Next category is Best Limited Series. And this sometimes can be quite a small category, but this year there has been a huge amount of limited series around. We've got The Undoing, which of course is going on Sky Atlantic at the moment. We had The Comey Rule, which aired a few weeks ago. That's on Sky Atlantic. Mrs. America on BBC Two. Uh, Little Fires Everywhere, which went out on Amazon Prime over here. Normal People on BBC Three. Des on ITV. The Outsider on on Sky Atlantic, Roadkill on BBC One, The Sister on ITV, The Third Day on Sky Atlantic, the Dracula series, which was right at the start of the year. Uh, so a lot of people might have forgotten about that, but that was on BBC One. That was the um, Stephen Moffat and Mark Gatsett series and The Stranger on Netflix and White House Farm on ITV. Anything particular in that list that jumps out to you, Gray? I've watched quite a few of these. The Undoing, Mrs. America, Little Fires Everywhere, Normal People. The Sister, I'm Midway Through, Dracula, The Stranger, White House Farm. So I've watched them all. And I'm thinking, out of all of these, which one struck me the most, as in... I would tell people about it. And I think at the moment, again, I'm saying this because I'm watching at the moment, The Undoing, I really like want to talk about that because that's on. But then if the one I keep going back to and thinking, oh, I should tell people about that, is Little Fires Everywhere. Now, it wasn't a, loved by a lot of people. It's on Amazon. It was quite hard to reach. But I just think the performances by the two lead actresses in that show were really strong and actually summed up a lot of the racial and class tension that was going on around the time and was quite reflective of when we were watching it. And so so out of all of those, I'd probably go Little Fires Everywhere. Um, but White House Farm again was really good. Oh, God, I like them all, Dave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard great things about Des too. Too much good TV. Yeah, yeah we have to be really spoilt with uh, limited series this year. What about you, Matt? Out of these, I'd probably go with The Outsider. Um, I would have maybe added uh, Stateless in here as well, the Netflix show with uh, Yvonne Strahovski, which came out earlier this year. <laughs> um, but all the ones that are on here, so The Outsider was probably the best. Little Fires Everywhere, I liked it, but... I thought that the ending, I didn't really like the ending basically and uh, undoing, I haven't actually finished the end of yet, but I've, I've really liked that. So, but uh, out of the list here, I would go with The Outsider, I think. Yeah, so. I, be, I really like The Outsider as well. I thought that was really interesting. We put it in as a limited series. There was sort of talk of, oh, well, it's not coming back for a second season and you could have made a second season out of it, but it, it also worked mm -hmm. very well as a limited series. So I think it that deserved was, yeah. to go in as a limited series this year. I thought that was really really solid that show roadkill i quite enjoyed although i don't think it was up to the level necessarily of some of the other stuff the undoing i haven't actually started yet so i can't really comment on that i, I suspect normal people will go down very well i really like des i thought that was really fascinating plus it's got david tennant in it and uh, you know david tennant's wonderful in pretty much everything so uh, so that was good it's going to be interesting to see how well dracula does because it's a sort of quite a distant memory but it mm. rose to such hype 
but I think kind of fell a bit flat towards the end. I don't think it quite managed to pull off what they were trying to do with it. So I'm going to be very intrigued to see whether that gets a huge amount of votes. Personally, I'd probably go for Des out of that list. But uh, yeah, at the end of the day, it's going to be up to people that come on and vote and uh, we'll have to see what they they pick for. But um, been some great limited series this year. So moving on, we have best new comedy series. There is one that very much I think sticks out to me, <laughs> and Matt and I reflect we're both going to go for the same thing. I tended not to watch in comedy, but this year I've I think probably because I just needed it. There's been a lot of brilliant comedy around. Miracle Workers on Sky Comedy, uh, Mythic Quest, Raven's Banquet on Apple TV. You've got Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist on E4, Upload on Amazon Video, Righteous Gemstones on Sky Comedy, Breeders on Sky One, Run on Sky Comedy, Love Life on BBC One, I Hate Susie on Sky Atlantic, Staged on BBC One and Netflix, and uh, Aquafina is Nora from Queens on the BBC. Matt, I wonder what you're going to go for out of this list. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. As much as I love David Tennant and Michael Sheen in Staged, I'm obviously going to go for Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist here yeah. because you know every time I've mentioned the show this year which has been quite a few times I've just given it loads of praise it was a show that surprised me I still remember that pilot episode not the pilot episode pilot pickup thing that we we did last year when it got picked up and I said like oh this sounds like a kind of interesting idea but it could be a bit silly just because of the whole you know singing their thoughts kind of thing yeah but uh, it certainly worked out very well and uh, I'm very very happy that it's coming back in January let's just hope that E4 can uh, sort that out yes That would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Gray, what about you? I'm a huge fan of Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist as well. But, you know, I like a lot of the content on here. Stage would be a close second, but Aquafina got me as well. I really, really appreciate Aquafina as a performer now, just seeing her. Saw her in the film Crazy Rich Asians at the weekend as well. Right. Absolutely love. Um, I tell you what, I would take out Upload from this category and give it a chance in the sci fi one. I think it wasn't as strong a comedy as some of the others in this category. Yeah, but have you seen what it's up against in the sci-fi yeah. category? So, <laughs> it's not got a chance at either. <laughs> no, it, it, I mean, for me, uh, I, I want to give a shout out to Mythic Quest because it took me a while to get through the whole series of that because I, you know, it's on Apple TV and I've got to go kind of and go and turn on the Roku stick and go and find it. And so I, I forget to watch things on Apple TV sometimes. So it took me a while to go back, but that was brilliant throughout. I really enjoyed that series. I, I thought um, Mythic Quest Raven's Bracket was brilliant and the last episode of that because they shot an additional episode which was done during lockdown where the, the, the whole thing with Mythic Quest is it's a group of coders that work in this sort of very dysfunctional thing working on a sort of World of Warcraft type game it's very very funny throughout but the last episode had just really wonderful poignant heart stringing pulling moments you know it, it was just really well put together and uh, that's well worth watching if you uh, happen to get a new Apple product over Christmas and you find that you've got an Apple subscription with it because I think a lot of the new stuff comes with a year's Apple TV subscription. Definitely go watch that. It is really well Mm -hmm. worth watching. The weird thing with Run for me is because I podcasted on that show Mm -hmm. and uh, I remember one week because you said, I think it was last week about doing this podcast and you you read out some of the nominations and stuff and you said Run and I, for some reason I kind of forgot that that came out this year. Nothing about the, the bad quality of the show or anything I really really liked it and Merritt Reaver was uh, in there as well but 
for some reason I just forgot that I even came out this year but that was good as well but uh, no I'd go with, with Zoe here so. yeah Breeders I thought was great as well which was the Sky One series with Martin Freeman and Daisy Haggard and uh, that's hilarious it was really one of the funniest things that they had on Sky One this year I thought that was just superb and I'm glad that's coming back for a second season I'm, I'm also very happy they're making a second season of Stage because that was such a wonderful thing to come out of the whole lockdown situation and the sort of ridiculousness mm-hmm. of it and the fact that they managed <laughs> to do that and they roped in the family members and it was so so well done uh, and I'm glad they're continuing with that I, I think it was brilliant and Upload as well I thought was superb and funny and very silly and uh, really enjoyable just a great comedy but again if I had to pick one out of this list it would be Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist it is a phenomenal piece of work they did just an immense job with it because it is not only funny it's got some heartbreaking just gut-wrenching moments in it and the way yeah yeah, the way that they managed to get the emotion through it and it's just a spectacular piece of work that we've listed it under comedy but there are some bits in it which are not really comedy moments i mean they're they're really just it's such a wonderful wonderful tv show and uh, i'm so happy because it was on nbc and you're always a bit worried when it's an nbc show about whether it's going to return or not because they have a habit of putting their foot in it and cancelling decent series i was so happy that that got picked up again and the fact that it is coming back in america in january we'll have to see when e4 uh, sober enough to schedule it over here in the right place please yes yes (laughs) when they're playing their drunk darts to select their schedule uh so uh we'll we'll have to see when it returns but um yeah i i thought that was just stand out head and shoulders above everything else as i say stage would be a close second for me mythic quest was great i thought miracle workers was great as well i mean i really enjoyed that show uh that is although we've had two seasons of that it's in best new comedy because they both seasons ran this year in the uk that's why that is in there if you're wondering why that's a new comedy moving on to returning comedy series we have again a pretty strong list afterlife the ricky gervais series on netflix cold feet which returned on itv modern family which the last season of that went out on sky one curb your enthusiasm on sky comedy ballers on sky comedy was the last season of that uh last week tonight with john oliver on sky comedy brooklyn 99 dead to me what we do in the shadows on bbc2 this country and inside number nine gray what were you going for out of these i really enjoyed dead to me i thought it was a really really good series again sets us up for you know another one i think the next one is the final one i think yes, i remember it is. reading yeah. um and i just absolutely love the performances um and uh, yeah i can't fault that again I, I sort of reminisce on the programs that really gripped me during lockdown i mean i threw in a couple of bbc ones um we've got a lot of last seasons in here as well if we think about this yeah. country's final season modern family's final season uh, i think that's really you know shows we've got some really good comedy and they know when to end on a high um even though modern family's last season wasn't the greatest but um yeah i would definitely be putting a vote in for dead to me what about you matt uh, i'd go with afterlife here another really good follow-up from ricky gervais and I, I, yeah i thought that did a did a brilliant job looking forward to the third season thought dead to me was brilliant as well uh they took i, I think maybe more risks with the second season just because of how close certain situations got with the characters uh in terms of stakes and things but i thought that was brilliant inside number nine was really good as well um of course the, the anthology per episode sort of thing was really good that's pretty much my side of that but yeah afterlife sticks out to me here 
yeah, with, I, uh, that to me is a pretty much close second. I again would agree with you. I thought Afterlife was superb. Dead to me, I thought was was brilliant as well. The one that sort of stands out for me, uh, partly because it's very different to all the others, is Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. In a very different type of comedy show, obviously, because it's a, it's a sort of more a daily show sort of person talking to camera. Uh, but I think John Oliver deserves a huge amount of props for the fact that he even manages to do that show this year and keep it going and was basically broadcasting it, I think, from his flat in or from <laughs> his apartment in New York uh, during the middle of lockdown. Uh, they managed to put the show together. They did a phenomenal job with it. And it's always very insightful and different and funny. Just some of the stunts and the antics that they get up to on that, I think is brilliant. So I would possibly personally go for last week tonight. If I was going purely for a kind of narrative driven thing, it would probably be afterlife. That's going to be an interesting one to see whether, again, the fact that things are on BBC, whether that pushes some of them over the edge or whether we get more votes for something like Afterlife because it's Ricky Gervais. It's going to be interesting. And uh, of course, Modern Family, it is your last chance to vote for Modern Family. This country is getting a US remake, by the way. Uh, oh, so <laughs> so uh, that's going to be interesting. And it has, they, they piloted it and it has been picked up to series. So uh, you've got that to look forward to. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So so uh, there's, a, again, a great selection of comedy this year and uh, really, really solid stuff in there. Moving on to uh, where more where we live, I think. Uh, best new sci-fi fantasy series. And there was some great things. This is a really horrible, tough category. The Witcher on Netflix. Motherland Fort Salem on BBC Three. Cursed on Netflix. Star Trek Picard on Amazon Prime. The War of the Worlds, the uh, one that went on Fox UK, not the BBC one. Um, the uh, Mandalorian on Disney Plus, Snowpiercer on Netflix, Brave New World on Sky One, and Upload on Amazon. Matt, what would you pick uh, out uh, of this? Witcher for me. Um, yeah. I think they did a really, really good job of basically bringing that series to life. And before someone says something, I know it's based off the the book and the game, but just seeing sort of because obviously I played Witcher three very very long game yeah. and very good game, um, but seeing sort of that in the game form and then seeing that come to life on screen, Henry Cavill was just incredible in that role. I thought they did a thoroughly good job. I know that they're making the the second season, which is going to be yes. which is going to be really good. Hopefully, uh, Mandalorian is brilliant as well. I don't think the Mandalorian's just got as much depth as something like The Witcher. Not that that makes it a worse show. It just The Witcher kind of stands out a bit more for that. War of the Worlds I really liked on Fox. Cursed was good. I didn't actually finish Picard um, and the others. I don't know if I've I've seen, but yeah, I'd go with The Witcher here. Just bringing that thing to life and uh, seeing it in live action was just was just brilliant. What about you, Gray? Well, as you know, not a huge sci-fi fan myself. Um, <laughs> I I really like the Snowpiercer. I didn't quite finish it. I've still got a few episodes left of that, and I gave up load ago and absolutely loved that. And I know we talked about that in the comedy section. But I think if I'm sort of like being really like I've read a lot of things and listened to a lot of what people said about the Mandalorian, so I think that's got a really good chance. Apparently, like the quality and the content within that show getting a lot of praise on sort of forums and social media so I'm going to put my non-sci-fi head on and say actually I think Mandalorian's got a good chance in this one mm-hmm. plus mm-hmm. you know Baby Yoda yeah, yeah. plus <laughs> Baby Yoda which has become a phenomenon yeah so Baby Yoda has a name now of course although 
can't off the top of my head remember what the name is and I don't want to spoil it for anybody that hasn't got that far yet but uh, this is a really interesting tough category because you've got a number of very very high profile shows in there The Witcher was a huge show for Netflix then you've got that was a day for me I'll tell you (laughs) yeah then you've got yeah because of course you podcasted it like in did you do it in three sections over like two days or something one day yeah one day three sections yeah wow yeah yeah uh, so it's a good day though. yeah, yeah, no, it's good. There's The Witcher on Netflix. Um, you've got Star Trek Picard on Amazon Prime, and there's going to be Star Trek fans that love that. I, I think that was a little bit woolly in places, but you know, it was still a solid effort, and I'm interested to see the second one. I thought Snowpiercer was an amazing job they did with that, and uh, managing to kind of alter it significantly from the source material and the film version to keep the surprises alive without making it not feel like it was something completely different you know so they did quite a good job with manipulating the story there and i, I just yeah. a quick question for that do you think i should watch the film and then the series because i'm no. curious to see the series. I, well i mean you can watch the film but it differs quite a lot from the tv okay. series there are, are, are quite major changes but i think what they've done with the tv series they've done to make sure that it does differentiate itself from the book and also from the film but I think they've done it in such a way that it works extremely well and allows them to expand it in terms of a you know it being having multiple seasons of a TV series so I think they did a really really solid job on that I really like Brave New World as well I don't think it necessarily needs a second season of it I mean it's not going to get one now we know that but um, cancelled yeah yeah that's <laughs> been cancelled but I really like that and I thought they did a really solid job with it I think I would probably agree with you Matt I think The Witcher just stands out for me I love The Mandalorian I really do and I think the first season of that bearing in mind that we've again it's another show that we've had two seasons of in one year so mm. uh, this is is based off the first and the second season of that which is you know the second season is currently running I think the first season of that did a phenomenally good job I think the second season is doing well but they've lent a bit much into the fan service I think possibly with the second season and uh, Somebody described it as being rather like playing an RPG video game where he turns up somewhere yeah. saying, I need to do yeah. this quest. And they go, well, okay, I'll help you with this quest, but only if you help me with this side quest first. <laughs> and it, it is yeah. like that this season. It is good and I'm enjoying it. And, you know, I like the fact that they're throwing in these fan characters. It is fun to see them. And you are advancing the main story along. But I just think The Witcher, again, The Witcher wasn't entirely perfect but I think they did some quite bold things with that like the messing around with the timeline without giving any indication that that's what they were doing I thought was really interesting and uh, made it slightly confusing to watch at first until you realised what they were doing with it and was like oh okay so now it makes sense there was going to be less of that in the second season of it but I I thought Henry Cavill was incredible and The Witcher is Mm -hmm. the thing that I I would pick I think out of that list I think that just comes out on top for me yeah he's, he's now been Sherlock Holmes Geralt and Superman. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not a bad CV, if you want. <laughs> um, so yeah. returning sci-fi fantasy series. Again, this is a pretty solid list. Lost in Space on Netflix, The Expanse on Amazon Prime, Doctor Who, because that of course started at the beginning of the year, at the end of last year. Altered Carbon as well, which had a season this year. We've got Westworld. 
Supernatural, of course, Star Trek Discovery, His Dark Materials, and Kingdom on Netflix. Out of that list, what would you go for, Grey? I think it's my turn to stay completely quiet on this list. <laughs> the only one I watched in its entirety was Doctor Who. It was okay. I didn't watch it live. That's how much it really didn't grab me. I watched it quite late. I enjoyed it. Wasn't, in my mind, the best thing ever. But other than that, I think I'm going to stay quiet and let you and Matt make the overarching decision on this list. <laughs> so, Matt, what about you? I'm really torn between Westworld and Kingdom because they both had their best seasons, I think. Now, a lot of people say that I think with Westworld season one is is their favourite. But I, I loved, I remember every week with, with you, I came on and said, like, I love what they're doing this week with the technology and the weapons mm-hmm. and just all this cool stuff that they were doing. And because there was so much potential of what they could do with the city and everything and uh, they really really did a good job with that the kingdom the what they did with the actual virus and things and the like possibility of a cure and just the overall the fighting scenes and everything that was brilliant as well so i'm torn between those two but uh star trek discovery this season's been really really good uh not last week's episode but the one before was probably one of the best of the whole series i think uh expanse was really really good because i just got caught up with that so uh, the fourth season of that was really good lost in space was really good as well sensing a theme that everything is really good uh, Supernatural I've only seen the pilot of so I couldn't tell you if this season is good what's the other ones yeah Altered Carbon I saw some of the first season and then I, I sort of dropped off uh, but yeah but for me it's between Westworld and uh, and The Kingdom I'm torn because I thought Lost in Space was great and I really enjoyed that show again I mean it's a family kind of drama but they did it mm-hmm. so so well The Expanse I thought was brilliant but the, the problem with The Expanse is it's been consistently brilliant from the beginning and I thought the last season was great as well I think that was probably its best season as well yeah, so. I think it probably was. Westworld, I thought, was superb. I enjoyed the second season of Altered Carbon. I don't think it was necessarily quite as good as the first. And Star Trek Discovery has just continued to get better and better as as yeah. it goes through. And it's in a really interesting space right now. If I was looking at what I think people will vote for, I think His Dark Materials will get a lot of votes in this, partly because of the fact that it's a BBC series, so a lot of people have seen it. I really struggled with that. Me too. Yeah. Really had issues with it. And, and if I it quite slow and it's not something that I, I liked mm-hmm. all that much you don't watch The Kingdom do you? So. no I haven't watched The Kingdom so I can't tell you on that part of me wants to vote for Supernatural just because it's the last time ever you're <laughs> going to get a chance to vote for Supernatural in this so I'm sorely tempted to, to put Supernatural in there but Westworld was also great I think actually Star Trek Discovery would be the thing that I would go for out of, mm. out of everything um, Doctor Who I think actually had a much better season I think Jodie Whittaker's first season wasn't all that great I think they massively improved it for the second season I thought that was really really interesting I think they did a really good job I'm very interested to see where they go with that as well so uh, again a lot of really solid shows that's a tough category yeah. that is quite yeah. tough although like I say I think there is a fair chance that his dark materials although none of us have particularly kind of liked it that much I suspect that will get quite a lot of vote moving on we get to best new comic book series and uh, it's so nice that we'll be able to do a new comic book category pretty much every year for the last like four years we've been able to do this people are diving into comic books and it's not just straight your batman your superman things there is a a huge list of comic books that they are adapting and uh, i think they're doing a a great job with it so uh, best new comic book series doom patrol again another show which has had two seasons in one year batwoman which first season of that went out over here stumptown on alibi 
by Harley Quinn on E4, Walking Dead World Beyond, which, I mean, technically isn't a comic book directly because it's a sort of spin-off as a spin-off, yeah. but uh, yeah, yeah, it still falls into this category. Warrior Nun on Netflix, Lock and Key on Netflix, Stargirl on Amazon Prime, and I am not okay with this on Netflix. Matt, what are you going for out of this list? I absolutely love I'm not okay with this. I was quite gutted when that when that got cancelled because there was a lot of potential that you could have what you could have done with the the second season. Um, mm. I just thought it was brilliant from top to bottom. Uh, Harley Quinn, that's a really really good version of her because obviously there's lots of different versions of, of that character. Uh, but that was a good uh, version of that character on E4. Kind of fits really well with like the well obviously adult nature of of, of it and everything that they're they're doing there. Uh, well beyond, I've thoroughly enjoyed so far this season, and I do feel like it's getting kind of unfairly slated but you know that's that's fine um batwoman kind of had an up and down season doom patrol i haven't actually seen uh what i saw of Stumptown was was quite good and then some of the others i haven't seen as well i uh, start star girl i've seen which was quite good i'd either go with walking dead world beyond or maybe i'm not okay with this but i really liked harley quinn as well so <laughs> <laughs> great what about you um, I really love Stargirl. I think it was really good quality. Um, I loved the opening. I remember watching that for the first time and being like blown away by the way they delivered that opening. I really enjoyed Harley Quinn. That was, again, something that made me laugh. Just enjoyed a different side to the comic book, and I think that was a really good direction for DC to take that character in. And yeah, I loved I'm Not Okay With This. Gutted that it's not continuing, but I think our voters are probably going to go down the route of The Walking Dead or possibly, I don't know, Warrior Nun, anyone? What does everyone think of Warrior Nun? It got a lot of cult following. I really, really enjoyed Warren Nunn. That would certainly be up there. If I was picking a top three, I think that one would probably be up there. It's a very different adaptation again. I mean, they've altered it quite significantly from the comic book, but I think they've done a really nice job with it. That was a really solid show. So I'm very much looking forward to a second season of that. Personally, out of the entire list, I think I would probably go for Harley Quinn because I think that animated version of Harley Quinn is so different and so fun and it's funny and it was really a joy to watch uh, I like Well Beyond as well and I, whilst I was I was kind of a bit mm, I'm not sure when it first started I've really got into it and I know Matt you like it slightly more than maybe I did when it first started but I have really really kind of enjoying that I think it's doing a really good job I've I enjoy- basically liked all of it so far yeah so. I'm enjoying Do Patrol as well Batwoman like you say sort of slightly up and down this season it'd be interesting to see where that goes next season for me Harley Quinn I think the animated Harley Quinn series was just phenomenal so that's probably what I would go with returning comic book series now this is interesting because there are a number of the Arrowverse shows which are not eligible this year because they didn't start airing in December they were already airing and they've not come back this year because of the pandemic. So the only one of the Arrowverse shows that's eligible is Legends of Tomorrow and Black Lightning because or there's only two actually out of the Arrowverse that are actually eligible this year. Titans as well, of course, on Netflix. The Boys, which was back on Amazon Prime. Umbrella Academy, which is back on Netflix. Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead. 
Lucifer and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is now running on Disney+. Plus. So, great. So, I have watched Titans, Legends, The Boys, Umbrella Academy, um, and I haven't finished Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I have watched them. I think my vote here would be for The Boys or Umbrella Academy, both brilliant series, both doing something different with the genre, both, like, got a real good appeal across a broader audience. I know The Walking Dead is very traditional and may pick up a lot of votes, but for me, I think what both The Boys and the Umbrella Academy are doing with their narratives and how they're sort of changing the way comic book programs are being told are, are really the direction. Titans, I almost fell asleep during this season. It was just <laughs> so slow. About three or four episodes too long. Their narrative all over the place. Like you, they do a bit of narrative and then take your time three episodes telling you how that character got to that point. And it's like boring. Just get on with it. So yeah, my vote's the boys and the Umbrella Academy. Matt, what about you? <laughs> yeah, I'm just laughing at what you said about Titans. Um, <laughs> yeah, Walking Dead. I think Walking Dead is probably the best in here. Just Angela Kang continuing to just do really, really good work with the series since season nine. Obviously, she's uh, the current showrunner as well. But yeah, what they did with the Whisperer story arc was really, really good. I really like what they did there. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been good so far this season. Um, I've seen, I think, a couple of the episodes. Uh, I'm a little bit behind on it, but I'm, I'm still watching that. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead, I haven't enjoyed this season. Titans, I really haven't enjoyed this year uh legends of tomorrow uh i actually really like really like this season of uh legends of tomorrow i think it's probably one one of the best seasons i don't know about the best season because it, it sort of changed a bit over time hasn't it yeah uh, if you look at what the first season was but that was a really good season black lightning was kind of fun this year uh the boys was really good as well um have i missed any but uh no i'd i'd, I'd go with the walking dead i think it's the best on form show if you want if you want to say that in here but uh yeah there's two that stick out that i really didn't like which is fear and and titans but uh all the rest are quite good so yeah you see i i'm actually up to date for the first time on fear and i've actually been really enjoying fear this time around so i really like the current season i think they're doing a really good job with it but uh i i thought that the last couple of seasons of that has been quite good because i could have binged watched the last few seasons quite recently the main walking dead show though i entirely agree with you they've done an amazing job with that and uh Angela Kang deserves all the praise that we've been giving her over on yeah. the uh, Walking Dead GK podcast and uh, I think she does a phenomenal job with that show turning it around from where it was um I I think she she's just amazing amazing work she's done on that so I am really enjoying that the boys I thought was superb this season and the Umbrella Academy I thought was superb I have a huge soft spot for Legends and uh, Legends has been just just great i love the fourth walk breaking stuff of it i think that's really funny you know when they they end up like not being involved in the crossover quite a lot of them and they were like oh god then they get roped into a crossover again <laughs> you know so there's stuff like that which i i really enjoy with it and uh, mm-hmm. black lightning's been really good as well yeah um, i sort of changed a little bit the way that i watched legends is like okay don't try to take any of this seriously yeah. it's just kind of a fun show and once you kind of or once i kind of change my mindset a bit towards it i've uh, i've enjoyed it a lot more absolutely i think as long as you don't take it too seriously definitely legends out of the arrowverse mm-hmm. shows that is definitely my favorite if i was going to pick one off the list though i have enjoying agents of shield as well lucifer i think has been great but the umbrella academy for me is the one that really stands out i thought the second season of that was great i thought that's it one ended- of them seasons i think where the second half of the season pays off things quite well yes like if you can kind of not get through it in a bad way but if you can kind of go through the first half of the season I felt more rewarded in the second half once I sort of got there and they started moving things forward more but I thought that was a good season 
as well. I really enjoyed that. And I thought they ended it in a really interesting place. I was so happy when they recently yep. announced that <laughs> that was coming back for another season because that would have been a horrible place to end it. So, that took uh, a bit of time, that yeah, announcement. But, it did. Yeah. So I'm so happy that that's coming back. Moving on, we've got a new category suggested by Gray. Thank you. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> I, I do, so most of the shows that are in here are actually ones that he's put in. I thought this was worth doing because we have now got a Sky Documentaries channel. So there is a lot more documentaries around. And Netflix, of course, has had quite a lot of documentaries, but there have been some great ones. So we've got Best Documentary or Structured Reality Show. Uh, we have Millions, which ran on Sky Documentaries, Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix, Tiger King on Netflix, Netflix, Social Dilemma on Netflix, Murder in the Outback on All 4 and Channel 4, Down to Earth with Zac Efron on Netflix, and The Vow on Sky Documentaries. Matt, have you seen any of these? I have seen one episode of Tiger King, which I really didn't like. And I haven't seen any others. I'm, right. I'm not a documentary person. So, no. uh, <laughs> yeah. so Gray, Gray, seen as you pick this up, which ones would you go for out of that? Well, I, I thought this was really relevant because we had a we have a lot more people at home watching things. People yeah. were really trying to push themselves into the sort of things they want to watch. And obviously, this became sort of my thing as well. As much as I loved every sort of fictional program or comedy program, I would then like to sort of balance out with a documentary. And this started at the very beginning of lockdown. So like years ago would have picked up Tiger King and it was ridiculous but it just got everyone talking when you weren't actually able to talk you know you could have those conversations there were conversations at work there were conversations in like home zooms or messages on <laughs> what's happened it got people talking and so Tiger King is probably going to pick up a lot of votes here I have to let it in but some of the others I, I've, I've sort of suggested were really good Macmillions like blew my mind I, I vaguely remembered it when I was young but to understand how these people stole money from McDonald's by using the Monopoly yeah. um, game was just, uh, it was just incredible. Unsolved Mysteries. Unsolved Mysteries had been running in the States for years and years and years and they sort of brought it in a new repurposed version for Netflix. And it, it's again, it's you sit there and you're enthralled by it and you're like, oh my God, I want to know. I want to know. And some of them are really good. I'm not voting for Zag Efron just because he has his shirt off through most of the episodes of the documentary. <laughs> um, but Actually, his his is a really reflective piece about how we're sort of behaving in our country with the climate and the. He goes to different countries around the world, but and he sort of looks how different people live. And there's a really touching moment in the final episode where his friend, the documentary maker, is affected by the fires in California, and it, right. and it sort of reflects on that. So there are some great things there. I think Tiger King will get this if it goes out when it goes out, but um, I would actually vote for Millions in my mind. I thought that was a really really well put together documentary and sort of sort of got me back into it. I'm sure there's others that could go on this list, but as we're not huge documentary aficionados, I, we can't put them all on there because we would be we wouldn't know all of them. Yeah. I've seen a number of these. I haven't seen all of them. I haven't actually watched Tiger King yet. It is one that I maybe over Christmas I kind of sit down and just binge <laughs> my way through. Uh, Millions I did think was brilliant. I, I thought it was one of those that I thought maybe we stretched out a little bit. It could have been maybe a three hour movie rather than kind of uh, you know it was what six eight episodes or something they did for it uh, i think there was a lot of stuff you could have kind of compressed out of that i did enjoy it quite a lot i thought that was good and uh, unsolved mysteries i really enjoyed the first season it was interesting when we were talking when you were on the show last week we were talking a bit about unsolved mysteries and we both hit that japan episode in the second season and sort of stopped <laughs> because <laughs> it, it didn't work for either of us i thought that was kind of interesting but um i do enjoy overall as a series i think 
think Unsolved Mysteries has been really good. And this sort of revitalized version of it, I think, has been great on Netflix. The other one that I've seen and would be the one that I vote for is The Vow, which is the one about Nexium, the cult. And that is just an extraordinary piece of work. It's a very untraditional documentary in that you are following people that are sort of involved in this cult and how they wake up to the fact that this organization that they thought was doing one thing is actually something else entirely and there is something very sinister going on and they need to get out and it's them leaving and how they're managing to try and or how they're trying to rescue other people that are stuck still in that organization it is a phenomenal piece of work and uh, that would be the thing that I would probably vote for out of this more than anything else there is a sort of thing that works as a companion documentary which is by India Oxenberg who's one of the people that was stuck in the cult and uh, that's called Seduced and that's on Stars Play as well that's like four episodes that is it works very well as a sort of companion piece for The Vow because there are certain things which The Vow doesn't go that deep into and uh, it's more about the sort of this is an overview of what happened this is us trying to get these people out whereas Seduced is more inside the actual cult itself and you know how they were brainwashed into staying there and that sort of stuff uh, so that's a really good documentary as well so moving on to British TV show of the year which is always an interesting one because it's kind of an eclectic mix of all sorts of different things Doctor Who Call the Midwife Cold Feet Des Grandchester, Our Girl, Save Me Too, Brassic, I May Destroy You, Grey. These are all lots of the nice traditional programmes, I think. Save Me Too, I really, really enjoyed. You know, and some of these have got really tough topics, aren't they? Let's let's be honest. Some of the content of some of these programmes are really tough and some of them are very traditional. I think Save Me Too and Mine May Destroy You were the ones I'll be talking about the most. I appreciated Cold Feet. I think it's always, you know, it's good when it, when it does it and I love like the fact they brought the people together and it's a nice easygoing sort of drama but yeah for me save me too and i may destroy you other talking points of the year in my mind and i think one of them should get should get the award for this one yeah what about you matt seen brassic and save me too i've seen some of argo but not all of it i think for me it would be between save me too and brassic they're both good shows but in different ways because save me too is very dark but brassic's like hey it's a, it's a bunch of like you know english lads sort of having fun and stuff there is some dark stuff in there but it's it's more comedy than what save me too is i really did enjoy Brassic though and I think because we're basing off sort of the new, newest season I think the newest season of Brassic was maybe stronger than the newest season of Save Me Too so I think I'd go with Brassic I uh, quite enjoyed that Doctor Who I don't think was has, has been particularly strong uh, I like Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor I think she's great but I think the show's got some some improvements to make and the only one other one that I saw that I did fall off of was Dez which is surprising because I really like David Tennant I just couldn't really get on with it but yeah I'd go with Brassic for this one I mean I thought Des was brilliant. I really enjoyed that, um, which is a weird thing to say about something about serial colour. But yes, I thought that was really well put together. And uh, I really thought that his performance in that was superb. I possibly would vote for Doctor Who actually in this category because I wouldn't have voted for it previously. But out of all the shows on this list, I want to give it some recognition for the fact that the second season really was huge improvement on the first. So I think out of all the stuff on this list, I would possibly vote for Doctor Who because, you know, I'm a geek, so <laughs> that's what I go for. 
So this is quite a short list, but it was one of the new categories, best new procedural or medical drama. And I'm sure there must be more of these and we just haven't thought of them yet. So this may end up being a longer list when I go through and actually put them up and I might think of some more things. But best new procedural or medical drama, I wanted to put these out because there are a lot of them around at the moment. Prodigal Son on Sky One, FBI Most Wanted on Sky Witness, 911 Lone Star on Sky Witness and Four Life on Sky Witness. Gray. I have struggled with Prodigal Son. I've now got myself up to date, so I'm watching it almost um, weekly with its release. I, I sort of I've learned to like it a little bit more as they've got a little bit more procedural. I think the almost lunacy of the background of character. Although I absolutely love Michael Sheen and love his performance, I just think the whole background and structure of his character and his cell just doesn't sit well with me. And I've really enjoyed FBI Most Wanted and 911 Lone Star. It just carries on the excellence from 911. So I'd probably vote for 911 Lone Star, but I know Prodigal Son will get a fair few votes for its bonkersness. Yes, quite possible. What about you, Matt? I really like 911 Lone Star. Of course, I love the main show as well. Uh, it took a little bit of time to sort of grow on me, but it, it has done now. And I'm, I'm definitely a bit more connected to the characters. It's just that once you've got a brand new bunch of characters to get used to, it takes a bit of time. Uh, I really like what they've done with Prodigal Son this season. I, I really like some of those, uh, I guess you could call them family scenes, where like the family sort of turns up to visit the dad in his cell. And he's like, hey, it's a family reunion and, and that sort of thing. Um, and he's got this, I guess, sinister sort of comedy element to him because, you know, obviously this guy's killed, what, like 20, 30 people as a serial killer. But there's parts of him that are merely kind of funny sometimes. I don't know kind of what that says about me. But um, yeah, I think he's been he's been a great character to follow and seeing the main character have to negotiate his way out of certain scenes, I think is great as well because he yeah. doesn't really he doesn't really attack people. He doesn't shoot people. He just sort of tries to break them down and analyze them. I think that's been great. Uh, I think I'd maybe go with Protocol Sun here, but I really do like 911 and the others I don't watch. For me, it's 911 Lone Star because I, I love the main show. Uh, I do like Protocol Sun, actually. I think that has been quite solid. It's fairly easy watching, but... Um, yeah. 911 Lone Star I, again just I love the the original and uh, I think it's one of the best procedurals on TV and uh, I think the spin-off does quite a good job of continuing that uh, Rob Lowe's so watchable as the lead in that show uh, I'm very excited for them bringing in Gina Torres because the one sort of weak point for me was Liv Tyler's character I yeah. think th- that mm. wasn't she was great. a little bit robotic sometimes yeah, yeah. it wasn't the way good, she spoke yeah. thankfully she's not coming back for the second season uh, but and they've replaced her with Gina Torres from Firefly and a whole bunch of other things but uh, Firefly obviously is one of the main places that I know her from uh, Suits of course was the other thing she was in I'm very much looking forward to seeing her join in that role and uh, seeing where they go for that for the second season uh, as I say there, there will be more I think to add to that list I just haven't managed to go through and uh, add everything yet but it's been difficult finding new procedurals or medical dramas that hadn't because there are quite a lot as you will see uh, as we go to best returning procedural and medical drama so uh, deep breath day <laughs> yeah The Resident Grey's Anatomy 911 Bull Chicago Fire Chicago PD Chicago Med FBI The Blacklist NCIS NCIS LA NCIS New Orleans SEAL Team Bulletproof and Criminal UK Matt I've seen a few episodes of, of some of these like I saw some of 
FBI. I've, I did see the first season of Bulletproof and I didn't like what they did, so I didn't return for the second season. Uh, but 911 is the one that sticks out to me here. Just fantastic. And it's probably the show that makes you care about the, well, red shirts is, is the phrase that, that's used. Like yeah. the, the people that they go and try and rescue that they have names, but they're not main characters or anything. But you still want them to succeed. You still want them to survive. And it's got a lot of heart in it. And it's just, it's brilliant. So I'd, I'd go with that. But um, haven't seen a lot of these. I did forget that a new season of Criminal came out, didn't it? Because that was the Kit Harrington episodes. Yeah. And, but yeah, 911 for me in this list. What about you, Gray? Obviously, this list is huge and some of them do great <laughs> things. But what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to narrow it down to, to the ones that do something different and really get you thinking about the way the procedural should sit. So my top two by far are 911 and Criminal UK. Some of the others are great. If we think about like FBI and Chicago Med and The Resident, they all do something great, but they do not stray too far from what we know is traditional procedural. Yeah. 911, their storytelling, their character focus, the way they sort of bring in different spins on the story is really clever. And Criminal UK, just really good performances, really good idea, simple, simple idea, um, some good cameo performances. Um, and that sort of like, that could almost sit in its own sort of category, couldn't it? Pro- yeah. Programs that do something different from their, their normal <laughs> style. But yeah, yeah 911 and Criminal UK sit at the top for me. Yeah, I think I'm entirely with you there. Those are the two that really stand out for me. 911, I adore, and I think is one of the best, if not the best, procedural on TV right now. It's just incredibly different. I think Ryan Murphy's done a phenomenal job and uh, Brett Dietz, Tim Miner and a bunch of other people as well. But they've, they've a great selection of people behind it and on front of the camera. That for me just is head and shoulders above everything else. Uh, Criminal UK I thought was great again and uh, kind of came out of nowhere. I don't think anybody realised they were bringing that back and then mm-hmm. it suddenly kind of popped up and we were like, oh great. So uh, I really enjoyed that and that was uh, back for a few episodes and uh, had some really interesting characters and different things going on. But uh, yeah, nine one one for me, I think definitely. We move on to Game of the Year. So we have, uh, again, quite a decent list. Uh, Animal Crossing, New Horizons, Doom Eternal, XCOM Chimera Squad, Spider-Man Miles Morales, uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Star Wars Squadrons, Watchdog Legion, Miles Horizon, Last of Us 2, Iron Man VR, Ghost of Tsushima, and Crash 4. Great. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, there is no point asking Gray anything on this because Gray does not video game at all so uh, this will be a conversation between me and Matt Matt what would you go for out of that list other than Crash 4 because I know it's going to be Crash 4 for you surely oh Last of Us 2 yeah, yeah that, was the, for me. that would be the other thing yeah I mean if you've seen anything that I've said about this game since 19th of June uh, that would give you some indication love Crash Bandicoot 4 as well just so much love and respect put into that game it is a perfect combination of what they did with the 90s crash games but then putting their new ideas in just just fit so perfectly there's new boxes and new masks and all sorts of things iron man vr i think is probably one of the most underrated games that, that i've played i just don't see anybody talking about it and i know it's a bit more of a niche sort of thing because it's only on playstation vr so it does limit itself a little bit but that was fantastic as well but yeah last of us 2 would would be that for me so yeah this is going to be an interesting one when people vote on it because some people may go for star wars squadrons because it's star wars 
Last of Us 2, I mean, he's, has been a phenomenon in terms of just sales, uh, you know, more than anything else. And of course, he's got a TV show coming as well. Miles Morales, the Spider-Man mm-hmm. game, I really enjoyed. I think that was a really good extension. XCOM Chimera Squad, again, was an interesting extension to an existing game as well as, uh, you know, a, an entirely new game, but a sort of building on what had come before it. Uh, and uh, Mars Horizons, which was a lovely little indie game, which I really, really enjoyed. And uh, it was a, basically about you sort of getting flights to Mars, essentially. But I thought they did a lovely job with that. And uh, I had real nice time just playing through that. And uh, it's just a really, really nice little indie game. For me, I haven't actually played Last of Us 2 yet. I'm sure that would be up there for me, but I would probably go for Spider-Man. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see because Animal Crossing, of course, was also very popular this year. Yeah, sold like 15-odd million copies. Yeah. Which so, is, uh, considering it's only on the Switch as well, that's that's really, really good. Yeah. Because uh, there is obviously a part of this where, like, you know, Last of Us only on PlayStation and things like Spider-Man as well. So not all of these games are third party, which is interesting. But yeah, Animal Crossing did incredibly well. Uh, I did finish Watch Dogs Legion at the weekend. That was quite good. But yeah, Last of Us 2 is just kind of head and shoulders above everything. <laughs> so yeah, yeah I, would, I would definitely go with that. That is one that's on my list of things that I need to be able to sit down and play over Christmas. I think that will will be one that uh, mm-hmm. last of us two will be one that i think i air towards next category movie of the year which i i was wondering what was going to go in this but there has actually <laughs> been quite a lot but uh, despite the fact that we've all been kind of locked away and no cinemas have been opened we have included stuff that has come out on home release because uh, otherwise we really would have nothing and of course there were a few things that came out in december last year as well which also get included in this so alive on netflix Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Tenet, The Gentleman, Bad Boys for Life, Onward, which was the Pixar movie, Borat, a subsequent movie film, New Mutants, Trial of Chicago 7, Emma... Enola Holmes, Jumanji The Next Level, Uncut Gems, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, because that came out in December, 1917, Hamilton and Sonic. So, Gray, as our resident movie reviewer, <laughs> what are you going for? Although I know you haven't watched oh, no. anything. I just I dropped you in it there. On this one too. <laughs> uh, obviously, a really, really tough year for the film industry, really trying to stay on their feet. New ways of releasing It's obviously caused a lot of problems as we look like we'll be getting some of our movies that are predicted to do well in the box office might be coming straight to platforms that didn't work with Mulan we don't think um, and that obviously wasn't a great film um, if I look along this list I'm going to go for some of the ones I did get to see in the cinema one of them was before and one of them was after the, the original pandemic uh, Birds of Prey I thought was a really good take on the movie we talk about our good versions of Harlequin um, and I just really liked the movie it was fun I enjoyed it and then Tenet my brain hurt during watching it but it was spectacular in terms of cinematography the idea wasn't my favourite film of Nolan's but the way he puts his films together I think is absolutely incredible Um, then if we go online I really appreciated Onward thought it was a lovely little film and Enola Holmes quite an interesting take on it as well but uh, the one the favourite the one that got me singing the whole weekend was Hamilton I think that should absolutely take the award this year Uh, such a 
simple idea get that film version on disney plus and have its highest uh, ever sort of logins that weekend when they released it um but yeah that's that's my view that's my movie view what about you matt i really really enjoyed alive uh just different set pieces that they did different good ideas and uh quite heartwarming in in, in certain points as well and also uh quite dark in in certain points really really enjoyed birds of prey uh, i know that that film got quite a lot of hate from from certain people just because <laughs> of well diff- different things is the internet it happens but i really really enjoyed that apart from the weird title um but ev- everyone just calls it birds of prey don't they i suppose yeah. onward i did actually see in the cinema i know a lot of people saw that on disney plus that was really really good sonic uh jim carrey kind of coming back and doing a comedy role like a proper comedy role again since you know that, that that sort of 90s version of him kind of coming back was good uh i enjoyed star wars i know that a lot of people didn't but that's just me uh enola holmes was good that was a lot of fun actually and there's two really good you know you got uh, millie bobby brown l from stranger things and of course henry cavill again because uh, <laughs> he was he was in the list earlier for, for the witcher that was a lot of fun and there's more that you could probably do with that as well now that you've you've kind of got that set up but uh for me, it would be between Alive and Birds of Prey. Those are the two that I enjoyed the most. For me, I mean, I haven't watched that many movies this year and uh, Rise of Skywalker was disappointing for me. Normally, I would say oh, he fits the Star Wars movies. In fact, previously, we had had this category as being movie of the year except Star Wars because it got <laughs> ridiculous because Star Wars was winning every time they released a film. This time around, it'll be interesting to see where that ranks and if that ranks at all this year because... I it was so unpopular that last film and uh, we'll see what happens with it but hands down for me the thing that wins is Hamilton because that's such a spectacular show yes it's a, you could argue that it isn't really a film because it uh-huh. is a film of a stage play but they do such a phenomenal job I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it and it was released as a movie so I think we're justified in putting it in there but Hamilton for me hands down wins this mm-hmm. list I think if this year had a gone normal then A Quiet Place 2 probably would have been my well, one yeah. but, there's, uh, but there's, that didn't a lot, come out, so. there's a lot of things that would have been on this list had this been a normal year yeah that would have been the one that I think probably stuck out to me because we also had no Marvel films this year yes so. yes uh, although uh, we're about to get to that though because uh, mm-hmm. we come to the most anticipated new TV series of 2021 so shows we have in here The Nevers which was supposed to be Joss Whedon's return to TV but as we have discovered this week if you've been reading the website he's actually left that show still got some great great writers on it and I am very, still very very interested in it it does sound quite good WandaVision of course Disney Plus Falcon Winter Soldier and Loki which are all three of the new Marvel things and we've got WandaVision coming in January we know the other two are coming next year Star Trek Strange New Worlds which is the new Star Trek spin-off which is going to be involving Pike and Spock and that sort of iteration of the Enterprise slightly before Kirk we've also got Superman and Lois coming is the new Arrowverse show we've got American Horror Stories which is the new spin-off of the American Horror franchise which are going to be kind of one-off anthology series but they're one-off episodes rather than an anthology as an entire season Walker which I put in just for the Jared Padalecki fans and (laughs) uh, Last of Us which is the Last of Us TV series which is coming to HBO maybe next year maybe the year after but we do know it is in the 
works and we thought we should probably put that on the list. Matt, what are you looking forward to out of this? The Last of Us, just because of, well, I already love the franchise, as I said, with the with the games. But yeah, you've got Craig, is it amazing, from Chernobyl involved here. You've got Neil Druckmann himself. Uh, you haven't got the problem, really, of somebody else adapting somebody's work no. because Neil Druckmann is here and it's basically his thing. So you've got him involved. It's on HBO, which for a series that's going to be like that, you need it on like a streaming platform because of all the adult stuff that's going to be happening because you, you couldn't do Last of Us on like ABC or something. It wouldn't really work. But uh, they got that going on and then uh, there's, there's lots of good reasons to, to be excited. I'm really, really interested to see, not with any of the particular Disney Plus shows, but just see how they're going to start doing films and TV put together. So I'm looking forward to just all of that and the return of the MCU. If I was to pick out one of them, I'd, I'd probably say Falcon and Winter Soldier because you've got kind of the uh, shield being sort of passed on and stuff. Yeah, Star Trek, Strange New Worlds. Um, interested to see what they do with that. Uh, the Nevers I've not really looked into, but uh, yeah, for me, it'll probably be The Last of Us just to see how they... It's the same, It's like a Witcher all over again kind of for me because it's sort of seeing how that world from a video game gets gets brought to life. So um, I'm really yeah. looking forward to that. What about you, Greg? I think the Disney Plus selection are, you know, we've been a year off of Marvel now. We've probably all got a thirst for it. So yeah. WandaVision, Loki and Falcon and Winter Soldier are definitely ones that I'd be looking forward to. Um, I've got, a str- I, was, I was thinking the other day, I strangely want to see Walker, Texas Ranger, see what they do with that because it just seems like a, a nice different take on the procedural again. But um, yeah, by far, it's definitely the Disney Pluses for me, um, especially WandaVision. Potentially we can get that before Christmas. That'd be great. Well, it's going to be January, so it's not going to be before Christmas. We are, we, oh. we, they have announced a date for it. but can't uh, I got that wrong. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it is going to be January. They have announced a date for it now. But um, I think out of, out of everything, I am very, very much looking forward to Strange New Worlds because I love Dancing Mount as Pike and that show. And uh, I'm very much looking forward to seeing that crew back together on an, that version of the Enterprise, which is sort of slightly pre-Kirk. It's going to be more of a traditional Star Trek TV show. So that I'm, I'm really intrigued by. But yeah, I think just because we've been starved of the Marvel things for a year, I'm very much looking forward to that. I am hugely looking forward to the Loki series, but out of all of them, WandaVision looks fascinating. What they're going to do with that character and the fact that they are expanding Wanda and actually you're going to see much more of her power by the looks of things in this season because she always had this ability to manipulate reality and we never saw that on the film version. So I'm really interested to see them dive into that on the TV show. So WandaVision, I think, for me, out of that list. Most anticipated game of 2021, we have uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2, Cyberpunk 2077, Psychonauts 2, Beyond Good and Evil 2, Halo Infinite, Kerbal Space Program 2, Hitman 3, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Horizon Forbidden West, and the Hogwarts Legacy. Again, Grey, useless in this category. So, <laughs> Matt, what are you looking forward to? Uh, there's a lot of good choice here, isn't there? Um, yeah. I mean, Cyberpunk does come out fairly soon, but obviously we're putting that as a 2021. Very much anticipated for that, you know, CD Projekt Red coming back. Uh, Ratchet and Clank, I really, really like Ratchet and Clank. Mm. So they've got this like cool rift stuff that's going on, obviously with the PS5, they're going to be able to do that. Horizon, it would just be good to go back to that world. I think there's a lot of potential with this Hogwarts game, um, just like a yeah. sort of RPG that's, a, that's disconnected from the films and stuff because it's going to be set way before all of that. Um, Hitman 3 is going to be playable in VR, so that adds oh, wow. kind of a totally new dimension. Yeah. I think they're going to do an update for the first and the second one as well, so you can play those in VR. So what I'm going to do when 
when that gets available, I'm just going to play all three games in VR. So that adds just a totally new dimension to it. Yeah. Um, I'm struggling to pick just one here because I really, I'm looking forward to Ratchet coming back. Uh, Cyberpunk, I'm looking forward to. And Hogwarts Legacy just has, just has a little potential with what you could do. But if I was to pick one, I'd probably go with Ratchet and Clank just because I'm looking forward to seeing those characters back. And you're going to be able to like switch between different worlds and that kind of thing. So, yeah. yeah. For me, I mean, obviously I am looking forward to Cyberpunk and Cyberpunk is likely, I think, to win this category purely because it has the advantage of it goes out in a few days and it's going to be available to people. They are going to be able to vote on it even though it's in the most anticipated category because it's in December. And so I think there is a fair chance that Cyberpunk may win this. Outside of Cyberpunk, though, I mean, Cabal Space Program, I'm really interested in because I like the first one, but it's so frustrating because it's one of those things that became a much bigger game than it was supposed to be in the first place. So it (laughs) grew and grew and grew. And I'm now interested to see what they do, if they can actually build a better system so the learning curve isn't quite as steep. Because that's always been the problem with Cabal Space Program is the learning curve getting into it has been really, really steep to actually get anywhere. So I'm, I'm quite interested to see what they do with that. But I also was a huge fan of Vampire the Masquerade Bloodline, the, the original one, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with the second one of that. So for me, I think it is probably either Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 or Cyberpunk 2077. I, I mean, it's difficult to say how good Cyberpunk will actually be. We're all expecting it to be brilliant, but uh, it's one of those things that you don't want to mm-hmm. overhype it too much. Yeah, um, no, no pressure CD Project. Right? Yeah, You've no, only no been pressure on this game for years. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, 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 one of the encouraging things is they have put it back multiple times to make sure, and they, they are very much a company which is, it'll be done when it's done. So yeah. I, yeah. you've got to assume that when they actually release it, it's going to be a, as solid as they can make it. So uh, I am looking forward to that. And uh, I have it pre-ordered and we'll see what happens when it turns up. So the last category is most anticipated movie. And of course, half of these were actually on the list last year, but have got <laughs> bumped because of the fact that, you know, they didn't get released. So we've now got Morbius, which is attached to the Sony Spider-Man universe. We've got the untitled Spider-Man sequel, which I'm quite looking forward to. No Time to Die, which is, of course, the new James Bond film. Black Widow, uh, Shang-Chi and the Legends of the Ten Rings and the Eternals, which are the three Marvel films for next year. The Suicide Squad and Wonder Woman 1984, which is the two DC films. Top Gun Maverick, the new Ghostbusters, Dune, Uncharted, The Matrix 4 and Quiet Place 2. Grey, out of these, which one are you going for? It's tough. I really want to see Wonder Woman 1984 see what they're doing with that how they've moved it on from the last movie I'm also really interested in Ghostbusters I like the trailer it wasn't what I was expecting and I like it when a film does that I just hope they've done it justice but you know my heart's with Marvel I want to see Black Widow I want to see how they're moving the storyline on and sort of closing down that chapter for Scarlett Johansson that's probably where my heart lies in terms of what I want to see and I'll go to the cinema and see No Time to Die when it's released just because it's a Bond film and it's potentially Daniel Craig's last one out there but 
um, I just want the cinemas to be back. So I just really hope that by April or May, we're talking about going to the cinema again and yeah. start enjoying it. I hope so too. What about you, Matt? Quite a pleasure too, because it probably would have been my favourite film of this year if it did come out. Of course, things were different and stuff. Uh, really looking forward to seeing what they do with Spider-Man. For me, Quiet Place 2, they're going to seemingly do a sort of prequel part to it and the sequel. So you get to sort of see a bit more of how like things started, which will be good. They showed that in the trailer for uh, Quiet Place 2. So just really looking forward to that. And that film, just it's a very particular cinema experience because you, well, as, as much as everybody, everybody can be quiet, I suppose. It's yeah. one of the films that just really requires everyone to be completely quiet because that's, that's just not a kind of film I want to see at home where you've got all sorts of distractions and whatever. Um, but I'm just not just the cinema experience. I'm really looking forward to seeing more of that because I love the first film as well. Spider-Man, of course, with what they're seemingly going to do with all the Doctor Strange stuff, that's going to be really good. I was going to say the return of DC films, but we did actually have one this year. That would be good. But yeah, be quite a place too for me, I think. Yeah. So. I hope that cinemas are, are properly back open and, and people can go and see these in the in the theatres because yeah. uh, that I will definitely be going out more. I will make a conscious effort. I was terrible at not going to the theatre before. <laughs> so I, uh, I will try and make a conscious effort to do it. But uh, for me, actually, much as I am looking forward to the return of Marvel and I am very much looking forward to the next Spider-Man movie, The Suicide Squad for me, because it looks so silly. And I never thought I'd say that about the Suicide Squad movie, but it's James Gunn. And if anybody can pull this off, it's James Gunn. I love his other work and I'm just really intrigued to see what he does with it. And I think it's the perfect property for him. So uh, for me, Suicide Squad absolutely is the one that I would go for. Ghostbusters as well, as as somebody who you know grew up on that franchise, I think that I'm very interested to see what they do with that because as Gray said, the trailer for that was really intriguing. So uh, I'm very much looking forward to that. I, I'm fine with Bond, you know, and uh, I, I'm always interested in Bond films. And then you've got Top Gun and The Matrix 4. And so, yeah, there's some good stuff, really interesting stuff coming up for next year. And uh, so I just hope we can get into the theatres to see them. Mm-hmm. So that's all the categories for the awards this year. But uh, ultimately, the decision is up to you. You are the people that are going to be voting on it and you are the people that are going to ultimately decide. Go to the website, go to geektown.co.uk forward slash awards. You can go on and vote. You'll be entered into the prize draw. You can win the huge prize box with the stuff that I mentioned earlier. There is also a runner-up prize as well, which is a mystery package, which has a bunch of really cool stuff in it as well. So you'll be able to go and uh, potentially win those. All the details of the prizes are up there. All the uh, rules for entering are up there as well. Go online, go find it. It is now open. You can go and vote. Just before we go, I will just give you a couple of highlights for next week on TV. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Four things coming back next week for highlights on TV. Uh, Big Mouth, back for a fourth season. That's on the 4th of December on Netflix. Gray, you're looking forward to this, aren't you? Yes, Big Mouth. I really enjoyed it. Again, good. Nice to have on in the background. You can consume it really. And actually, it's it's quite funny. Um, I know they've changed, have they changed the voice cast? Yes, it was one of those that I think they, they swapped one of the voice cast out because the whole thing about having people of colour voicing people of colour. Yeah. So it was one of the shows that they, where they changed some people around, which is great you know more representation is always good so uh big mouth is back on the uh, 4th of december on netflix x company the third and final season of that i think that was last out in about this time last year but it's running about two years behind the u.s uh third and final season of that oh. coming to sky history 2 on the 5th of december at 9 p.m that's x company raised by wolves of which is the big thing to watch out for this week it's uh, the ridley scott drama it's a big huge sci-fi drama it looks really interesting it's had great reviews in the US Sky Atlantic 5th of December at uh, 9pm it goes out I think it actually all drops from like 2am on the 5th of December and I think it's going on as a box set so yeah from 2am so you, you can go and download it when you wake up in the morning and just go and download all the episodes and it'll be on Now TV as well so you can go watch it there but that's Raised by Wolves and that's 5th of December 2am you can go and download it 9pm it goes out live and uh, Power Book 2 Go the second half of the first season of that is coming back to Stars Play on the 6th of December if you've been watching that show that will be everything for this week we will be back with a normal show next week with uh, one of the co-hosts I don't know who but we will be back with a normal show next week if you want to find Grey you can go and find him on at Grey the Geek over on Twitter so go and find Grey there and Matt they can find you where entertainmenttalk.org for TV video games films and Manchester United podcast uh, twitter etalk uk if you want to come and say hi and uh, don't forget that i stream on twitch if you search for etalk uk on that uh, streaming a lot of pez at the moment trying to do something good with uh, the main united team and i'm also i am actually streaming last of us too at the moment as well doing some fun stuff with that so uh, check all that out yeah and gray was on a tv talk with me was it last week we did that it was last week yes I've yeah last week podcasting in the last <laughs> week <laughs> yeah awesome so go so, and have a look at that. yeah so go and check out all matt's stuff out over on entertainmenttalk.org you can also go and check out Bex who is on twitch.tv forward slash Trista Bytes that's B-Y-T-E she's streaming daily and various evenings and she has her screen streams on Saturday where you can uh, go and make her jump out of a seat which is always hilariously funny to do for us of course go to geektown.co.uk throughout the week to see all the latest air date information geektown.co.uk forward slash awards to go and vote in the awards if you want to get in touch with your questions or comments email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk leave a message on the website post find us at Geektown on Twitter, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Geektown, on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Geektown, and on Instagram at Geektown UK. That is everything. We shall be back with a normal show next week. Bye bye. Goodbye. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.